We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday. It is the 31st of May, and I'm not Stevie T. Bapel. He uh, he is off tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Turd Ferguson. I'm hosting today, and I'm joined by the great Keith Eister, Eyes 819, to break down this beautiful little 13-game baseball slate on this wonderful Tuesday. How are you doing there, Keith? Yeah, I'm doing good. Not not such a little slate. Uh, coming off a of Memorial Day where we had baseball all throughout the day. Um, this Tuesday slate, we've got them all bunched up at night and a nice big one here. So plenty of pitching, plenty of hitting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should be should be a fun one. Let's just let's just break right into it. We got big game right off the bat. We have Angels going up against the Yankees. We have a nine total here. Cindergard going up against Montgomery. So two good pitchers with just good hitting weather. Let's start off with Thor, 7.5K, going up against the Yankees. He's been solid overall this season, not getting a ton of strikeouts, but price seems a little bit cheap considering his upside, but the matchup isn't great even without Stanton in the lineup and Donaldson in the lineup. Still not the easiest matchup. That total does seem a little bit high at 4.9. Am I missing something? I think it's just the the ballpark. Um, you're right. Syndergaard's been good this year. Just he hasn't seen the strikeouts come back to where they were. I mean, even 
like he was never a huge strikeout pitcher, but he was well above 20%, like in that 24 to 25 range for most of his career. He's down around 17% this year. So um, just being in Yankee Stadium, you, you mentioned the hitting weather. I think that's playing into the total a little bit. But yeah, good, good pitcher overall. The price has come down on him enough. I think you can consider him um, for tournaments. Like if, if it was in um, out in L.A., it might be a better better situation for him in Yankee Stadium is a little tough. He does get a lot of ground balls, so maybe he can mitigate some of that Yankees power, but not one of my favorite options. I think he's in play, though, because of the price tag. I'm kind of with you. He's in play. Whether I'll end up getting to him at all, I don't know, but the high total scares me. The low strikeouts scare me, but the ground balls and everything else have been good. And then Montgomery on the other side, 8K, not a terrible price tag, not a great matchup. And he just never seems to go that late into games. Hasn't gotten above 90 pitches all season long. Most of the time is between 75 and 85. I I mean, he's a good pitcher. I like him as a pitcher. I just hate his pitch count. I don't know if I can play him in this matchup, in this weather. Yeah, very very similar to Syndergaard on the other side. Just not quite enough strikeouts. So, I mean, there, there are some pitchers we're going to talk about that have just huge upside on the slate. Uh, the price tag is fine. Like if, if he fits your lineup and, and that's where you land, I'd be okay with it, but he's not somebody I'm, I'm going to make sure I have exposure to even um, the angels have been really good on offense too. So just, he's, he's kind of just a guy on this slate. Uh, if I land there, I'd be fine with it, but not, not one of my main targets by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And then on the other side, going with the angels, I mean, Montgomery's a good pitcher. Hasn't been great this season. Hasn't been awful, but he's a good overall pitcher. Good hitting weather. I mean, I'm never going to argue with playing Trout, Otani, like Ward. But realistically, I don't think the Angels offer that much upside because it's Montgomery and then it's a good bullpen behind him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, obviously, some super talented hitters on the Angels, but good good starting pitcher here and a really good bullpen behind him. So um, maybe if the, the weather – like is is super great and i open up weather edge later on and and it's really popping maybe i would have a little more interest but yeah montgomery's a good pitcher they won't be one of my higher own stacks yeah, and then the yankees on the other side i mean judge is just still clobbering the ball him and rizzo both fine like center a big ground ball hitter but they can get the ball up in the air for 5.4k and 5.3k not bad but I don't really like to target too much against Thor. He's had one bad outing, but the ground balls are enough to make me not get a ton of upside from this stack. So it's really just judges of one off. I still like, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Rizzo either. Syndergaard is, has um, struggled with lefty power in his career at times. Um, I don't know that I would need to chase like a gallo though. So yeah, judge and judge and Rizzo are fine as one offs, but I, I wouldn't stack against Syndergaard. Yep, moving on to the next game. We got the Mariners going up against Baltimore. No total in this game. We got Kirby going up against it looks like Bowman. Um, we'll start off with Kirby. This kid had a great outing. Well, had a ton of strikeouts in the last outing. Nine going up against Oakland. This guy's been a very good strikeout pitcher in the minors. Finally coming together in this matchup, going up against a high strikeout Baltimore team. I'm going to have to let you dissect this because I'm a big Mariners fan. So I... Kirby right now stands out as one of the best point-per-dollar pitchers on the slate to me, but I can easily be convinced that I'm just being a homer. No, I don't think you're being a homer at all here. Kirby is a very talented young guy. Um, elite strikeout stuff in the minors, and the walk rate has been exceptional all the way up through the minors as well. This is, this is a really good pitching prospect in a really good matchup. 
um, going into Baltimore that it has played as a pitcher's park this year since they moved the fences back. So I don't think you're being a homer at all. 6,600. He's underpriced for this matchup uh, and his talent level. Uh, if I'm trying to save money at pitcher, he's the guy I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's good to know. What about Mike Bowman on the other side? We've got a ton of, ton of uh, games with him and he's a relief guy. He's probably not going to go that late into the game. Had some decent stuff in AAA, but nothing great. Probably not going to be a good pitcher. Hasn't pitched great so far. Any interest in him? No, no interest in him. He's just not stretched out enough. Um, Seattle has taken a lot of walks this year. Um, so Bauman just has, hasn't proven the, the strikeout stuff in the majors yet. Um, I'd much rather find the money to get up to Kirby. Uh, Mariners are just not an offense I like to target with. There's some good power there. And like I said, they're pretty patient. They take some walks. So don't think Bauman's going to get very deep into this game. Yeah, and then on the Mariners side of things, I actually really like this stack. I know the Baltimore's been more of a pitcher's ballpark so far this season, but it's going to be 87 degrees decently humid in this one when probably shouldn't be a factor and I, I mean you can get winker there at 3.8k france 4.1 really like rodriguez at 4.3 crawford suarez lewis you can get some cheap pieces at the bottom whoever's down there trammell or raleigh like i really really like the mariner stack today Yep, I'm right there with you. Winker just jumps off the page as, as entirely underpriced. I know he's struggled a little bit this year, uh, but he's a really talented guy. 3,800, love that price tag. France is underpriced at 4,100. Um, I just absolutely love those two. And then pair, add that to Rodriguez or Suarez. I think you've got a perfect little three-man there. Um, add Crawford in for the five-man. So, yeah, I, I like it all, all the way up and down the lineup. Uh, Winker and France stand out as, as the two that are underpriced. Yeah, then on the other side, Baltimore Kirby, he's been good. Like, he doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's had some tough matchups, so we don't know how good he's going to be. I don't think I want to use any of these Baltimore guys. I do like the price tag on Mountcastle, Santander, Hayes. Like, if you want to do a little May three-man, maybe even throw Adlai in there or Mancini, I don't mind it. But overall, Kirby is a decent pitcher. I'm going to be more on more on the Kirby side of things than I am the Baltimore side of things. Although if you need a little cheap mini three man, Santander, Hayes, Mountcastle, not the worst in the world. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Um, I will definitely have more Kirby than I will Baltimore, but there, there are some pieces to work with here. Uh, Nevin is really cheap. Urias is really cheap too. So yeah. I mean, if, if you are looking for a three man to supplement your main stack and some expensive pitching, maybe I would land on some Baltimore, but I'm not looking to pick on Kirby for the most part. Yep, moving on to the next game here. we got the White Sox going up against Toronto. It looks like we have a seven and a half total here. Two good pitchers, Giolito going up against Gaussman. Start off with Giolito. I feel like he should be a good play, but this 4.4 applied run total for Toronto is worrying me a little bit. I mean, we know that they have great bats. We know that they're a very good hitting team. Giolito's been really good so far this season. So I'm just surprised to see the total being that high and Toronto being that much of a favorite in the spot here. Yeah, um, Toronto's lineup is a little bit banged up. So I like Giolito a good amount here. Um, Guerrero was dealing with a wrist and I think Teoscar was dealing with something as well. Um, Giolito has been incredible this year. Strikeout rates over 33%. Um, Toronto just has not quite been the same offense that we saw last year. Uh, I don't know if that's just because of the ballpark. Um, I know Hernandez missed some time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not as as afraid of Toronto as I would have been last year, it seems like, um, especially if like a Hernandez or Guerrero end up sitting in this game. 
I really like Giolito. Even if they're in there, though, I'm, I'm going to play some Giolito. Love that strikeout rate. Uh, Toronto is very right-handed heavy as well, so um, sets up well for Giolito. I, I like him a good amount in this spot. I don't know that he's my favorite option, and it'll be interesting where the ownership comes in because obviously Gaussman on the other side is in a great spot, and a couple of guys later on down the slate also in a good spot too. So G- we may get Giolito at, at lower ownership because of this matchup, but uh, I will I will have plenty of exposure to him. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thought process. I mean, does he grade out as well as Gaussman, as Montas, as a few of these other guys? I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on the weather in Chicago, whether Lauer is going to be in play at all. But I, yeah, at 10.2K, the most expensive guy on the slate, I don't expect too many people to play him, especially with Coors on here. Then on the other side, Gaussman might be my favorite pitcher on the slate. I mean, i huge Gaussman fan. He's been absolutely fantastic this season. Pitch count has been pretty solid. Strikeout rate has been there. White Sox, not a great matchup, but not a horrible matchup. I think Gaussman grades out as the top raw points play on the slate. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, this White Sox lineup has struggled all year long, and now they're really banged up. Um, Anderson had a pretty major injury. He's going to miss a, a big chunk of time. Um, they might be getting Luis Robert back. Um, he was out with co- on a COVID stint, I believe. Uh, and I think they said he was traveling with them to Toronto. So they might get him back, but he's been out for almost a week. Moncada is banged up. Eloy's been out for a long time. So just this White Sox lineup is, is another one, kind of like Toronto, that just has not performed to what they were last year. You touched on Gaussman. He's been, he's been incredible. Just a massive strikeout rate. He's not walking anybody. He's not giving up home runs. Uh, Gaussman is my favorite pitcher on the slate. Nice. Then um, the other side, White Sox, I'm full on staying, staying away. Like Gaussman's too good. And we are getting a discount on quite a few bats in this lineup, but I, I still, I can't target against Gaussman. Yeah. There's way too many other good spots to go. Um, we, we agree that Gaussman's the best pitcher on the slate. So no, no reason to go here on this big slate. And then a lot of the Toronto bats are under 5k, like Springer, Vlad, Bichette, all sitting around four and a half K. They're good, but I same thing with Giolito. He's just I don't see him getting just slaughtered in this one. I think he's gonna pitch decent, maybe give up three runs. So you're just not getting a ton of upside here from these bats going up against one of the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, I mean it's tough. If Guerrero were healthy and in good form, I would have a ton of interest in him at 4,600. But a wrist injury for a power hitter is is a really scary thing. Um, I'll, I'll be staying away from Toronto here. All right, moving on to the next game. We've got Cincy going up against the Red Stock Sox. Castillo going up against Waka. No line out on this, so we'll see if uh, Waka is starting here. Um, but let's start off with Castillo. 8.4K, like Castillo used to be very good. Now he's been kind of just a mediocre pitcher. Strikeout rate isn't what he used to be. Ground balls are still there to an extent. Pitch count's all right, but I mean, I don't think I can play him in Boston going up against Boston, who's just been clobbering the ball lately. Yeah, Boston's been on fire. Castillo has been down this season. I did dig into his like underlying stuff a little bit. The velocity appears to be coming back a little. Um, he did get six strikeouts against the Cubs. That's obviously a great strikeout matchup. Five strikeouts against Toronto before that. Not as good of a strikeout matchup. So I think he's turning a corner, but you, you said it. I mean, it's going to be warm in Boston. A, a great hitters park, um, very Homer friendly. I think there are better options in the AK range. Like he's, he's underpriced and I would normally be okay with taking some shots on him in tournaments. Um, but it's a big slate and there, there are 
plenty of options. So I don't think I'll get too much Castile. Yeah. And then on the other side, Waka, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. with. He's been solid so far this year, coming off a bad start going up against the White Sox, but he's been a good overall pitcher. Reds, obviously not a bad matchup here. Decent strikeout matchup, not great bats here. It's in Fenway. Like I, 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 I want to get your thoughts on it because I just don't know what to do with Waka here. I mean, I've never been a huge fan of playing him, but the results have been there. The strikeout rate hasn't been great, though, so he's just been coming out clean most matchups. I can't really decide. I do like the price tag of 7200 but it's just like I want some more upside with that, those strikeouts. He just kind of has to be super clean and efficient. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this one as well because it, it's in Fenway here. Um, the pitch count has kind of been all over the place. Like he was up to 88 in his last one, but the two before that were 75 and 60. So they pretty much just let him go five to six innings. Like that's, they want to stop him at five innings unless he's absolutely cruising. So just as soon as he gets into trouble, walks a guy, they tend to yank him. If I remember yeah, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems like he's had a, a quick hook here recently. Um, and that scares me a little bit. Obviously a good matchup against Cincinnati um, at, at 7,200. I, I mean, I would play a lot of pitchers at 7,200 against Cincinnati. Um, but that hook concerns me. Like, I need six or seven innings out of him because the strikeout rate is not super high. Uh, we've got Kirby at 6,600 below him, who we just talked about and loved. Like, because because of Kirby, I just I don't think it's necessary. Now, if Kirby's going to end up 25% owned on this slate, maybe walk as a decent pivot in tournaments. Um, I think he could match him if he can go six or seven innings and give you four or five strikeouts and limit the, like his run prevention should be decent in this spot. So I, I, I wouldn't say no to him. Um, I definitely prefer Kirby, but that, that price tag, like he, he's a better pitcher than 7,200, especially with this matchup against uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a weird slate. And I mean, we'll get to Blake Snell later, who I think, you're getting more upside with other guys. Walk is probably the safer bet yeah. in this one. Um, then the Reds bats, like Walk is good enough. If Sinzel's leading off at 2.4K, I don't mind him. Vado at 3.7K, but I don't really want to pay up for the rest of these at bat for the rest of these bats. Yeah, the Reds are just they're overpriced. Um, I don't know if that's a Fenway effect or what that's, but Brandon Drury is up at 5,500. Tyler Stevenson at, at 5K. Like, I'm definitely not playing those guys. Um yeah, I mean, it's I just I don't like the pricing on any of these red bats really. So uh, Senzel would be the only one I'd consider, and I mean, I don't even love him. So yeah, I, I'm out on the reds. I think even in Fenway. Yeah, all right. On the other side, like Castillo's a decent enough pitcher, like gets ground balls, but I don't care. Like Red Sox are just so hot right now, and they make the easy pivot off the course. Yeah. Um, I mean, Castillo is a pretty talented pitcher and I think he's turning it around. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. Boston is priced up as well. You've got guys like Kike and Verdugo though, who are underpriced uh, for how good they Frenchy, are. If he's in the lineup. Yeah. Frenchies have been a, a really nice value option to make that stack work as well. Vasquez is a cheap catcher. So yeah, it, it's easy enough to stack. Um, like I'd probably only, you're, you're going to have to make a choice at the top between Devers, Story, Bogarts, and JD, like all three of them are, are priced way up there. So you probably only get two of them, maybe three if you want to save some money at pitching. But um, I like the stack. Uh, not not terribly afraid of Castillo. I think he gives up some home runs in this spot. But I think Boston ends up being more of like a, a three-man for me than a full stack. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to the next game, we got Washington going up against the Mets. Corbin versus Williams. We have a nine total in this one because Corbin isn't great. Um, Corbin was great years ago. Has really struggled so far this season. Um, just not a fantastic pitcher versus righties. Going to face a decent amount of them. Add in that they don't strike out a ton for the Mets, and I have no interest in Corbin. Yeah, I mean, you see Corbin, his name at 5,900, and it's like, man, what happened to this guy? But it's, it's been a long fall. It's not like it's just been this year. It, it's a co- couple of years of really poor performance for him. This is just a brutal matchup. You mentioned the Mets aren't striking out at all. They've been really hot, too, putting up a bunch of runs. Um, no interest in Corbin for me. Yeah, and then on the other side, Williams, don't know how long of a leash he's going to end up getting in this one. He's had a lot of bullpen stuff, only going around 50, 60 pitches. I can't imagine him going over 80 in this spot, making a spot start here. Like, he's been solid enough this season. I just can't play him at this price tag knowing his potential pitch count. Yeah, he just they do not let him him go deep for whatever reason. He's been in and out of the rotation. Um, that probably has a lot to do with it. And not a great strikeout strikeout matchup against Washington. So on a different slate, maybe you could play him at, at 7K, but I don't think he's necessary on this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next game. Oh, wait, I need to talk about bats. Uh, Nationals. Williams isn't a bad pitcher, but I don't have a ton of interest outside of Soto is underpriced in this spot. Nelson Cruz, 3.5K. I know he's old and past his prime, but it's not a bad price tag. Josh Bell, 3,500. I don't mind the little mini stack there with those three. Yeah, I, I like Washington a little bit here. Um, Williams has been good this year. Strikeouts have been over 20%. Um, but Washington is a little bit underpriced. Tough ballpark to hit in, so I don't love it as like a full stack, but that the little mini stack that you laid out there, I, I like that a good amount. Soto, you can play as a one-off in any matchup. Uh, Ruiz, I, I don't mind as a catcher either, but uh, Bell uh, just seems a little bit underpriced. Um, so I'll have some Washington exposure again, though, probably probably more of a three man type of stack. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got the Twins going up against Detroit. We got Cole Sands going up against you just, Joey. You really, you really don't want to talk about those Mets against Corbin, yeah, do you? Sure. It's been a long <laughs> day. Uh, I should probably say, it's, yeah, I'm it's pretty all easy. On the, all, yeah, yeah, one of the top easy. slacks play all the Mets. The Play yep. all the Mets. Yep, very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Cole Sands going up against Joey Wentz. Um, no total in this game, so maybe Sands will start, maybe he won't. Sitting at 4,700 here. Um, only went 30 pitches in his first two uh, major league games, getting the spot start here. Pitched decently well in uh, AAA. Guy's a good prospect. Decent strikeout stuff. He's so cheap. Like, how many pitches do you think he's going to get this one? Yeah, I dug into this, too. Um, he is a really good prospect. Uh, was a high high draft pick. Um, I believe he's ranked eighth, according to Fangraphs and the Twins organization. Um, has had really good strikeout stuff in the minors, but that leash is very concerning. Even, in, like you mentioned, his major league starts, even in the minors, he was only going like three and four innings. Well, I so, mean, the problem with that is I, I don't think the pitch count was that bad. It was he was getting just – Super unlucky. His ERA was 7.23 in the minors. XFIP was 3.84. Like he was just getting crushed with Babbitt, has had around a 400 Babbitt. So I think that might have been where the short leash is. But I mean, if we can reasonably expect five innings out of him at 4,700, I love him, but it's going up against Detroit. 
but it's just, yeah, it's tough to figure out how Lady's going to go in the game. He had a little bit of a groin strain earlier on, made one outing since uh, since coming back. So I don't, I don't see him having that low of a pitch count, but 75 wouldn't surprise me. And that price tag is just so low going up against a high strikeout team. I don't know. I, I, I'm just because Coors is on the slate, just because the Red Sox are on the slate, we got the Mets, we got quite a few, the Dodgers, we got a few decent hitting spots here with a lot of expensive stacks. Like I'm all in for Kirby, but I can see myself just going Kirby and Sands and paying up for all the bats here. Yeah, I, I mean, if if you told me I could get seventy five pitches out of him at forty seven hundred in this matchup against Detroit, I'm I'm in on that. So I definitely will need to um, look into that a little bit more. Um, probably just check the the bat projection. Obviously, Cardi ha- will have a, a pitch count projection um, yeah. in the underlying numbers on the bat. So I'll probably just trust that if if he's grading out decently, I I do like him against obviously a good matchup against Detroit. Um, He's had good strikeout stuff in the minors. Detroit strikes out enough. Um, yeah, I, I could be talked into some for sure. Yeah, and then on the other side, Joey Wentz, lefty going up against Minnesota. Not very good lefty going up against Minnesota. Not a huge sample size with him, just one start where he got crushed by Oakland, which does not bode <laughs> well for a pitcher's future, getting beat that badly by Oakland. I just – I I don't think I can play him. Yeah, I mean, he he is a guy that had big strikeout stuff in the minors, but yeah, I, I need to see it. If, if you can't get through Oakland, then I'm not liking your chances against Minnesota. So agree, I'll, I'll pass here. We've got Sands on the other side, who's cheaper, and and uh, Kirby, who's just a little bit more expensive. So I think there are, are better options to save some money with. Yeah, and then the Twins bats, I love them today. Like Buxton, Garlic, Sanchez, Ursula, like Miranda, Righties going up against... Wentz, who's just not a very good pitcher at all. Like, I I mean, pretty much all the outside of Scooball, the Detroit pitcher seems to be awful. And he just struggled so much in his first matchup. I, I think I think I really like the Twins in the spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Wentz, despite his huge strikeout stuff in the minors, also had a huge walk rate in the minors. So, like, he's going to put people on base. Um, anytime pitchers get into jams, like they end up making mistakes uh, and that's how runs are scored. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I think Buxton is one of my favorite hitters on the slate. Um, Sanchez is a pricey catcher, but obviously big power there. Polanco against lefties is always in play for me. Um, if Jeffers ends up cracking the lineup alongside Sanchez, he would be a cheap catching op- option. Sometimes they have one of those guys, DH, uh, Urshela is underpriced. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I I like the twins a good amount here. And on the other side, Detroit, I mean, they've just been so bad. They've been so bad. They're cheap. Sands is a young guy could end up getting beat up, but I I don't, I don't know. I don't want to stack Detroit (laughs) on a 13 game slate. Yeah. It's tough to get to that, but I don't know. Anytime you got a guy, a young guy, uh, making, like one of his first appearances of his career. I'm, I'm always interested in stacking a little bit against that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, there's not very many attractive options here. They are cheap. Um, Baez at 4,200 is, is pretty much the only one who's even like mid tier pricing uh, Candelario at 2,700. I know he hasn't been great, but at that price, I'll take some shots. Um, Torkelson, another guy who's really struggled, but 
2,500. So I, I don't know that I'd full stack them just because of the 13 game slate. I don't know that they have the upside, uh, but just kind of like we talked about with Baltimore, if you need a, a little value stack to go with it to make some expensive things work, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, man, fair enough. I'm just, I'm not doing it. I, I've, I've sworn off and I'd rather just do a mini stack with garlic, Ursula, Miranda over on the other side. You're getting better bats, better matchup, cheaper price tags, but we'll see where ownership ends up lying on them. Um, next game, we got San Diego going up against the Cardinals, eight and a half total here. Snell going up against Wainwright. Looks like it's going to be really good hitting weather, 88 degrees, high humidity, wind blowing out a little bit. So this is going to be an interesting game. I, this is one where, like, because I know Weather Edge had like a 50% increase to home runs today for the Cardinals. Don't know what it's going to be like um, for Tuesday, but I'll definitely be checking that out. But Snell just, this is the perfect boomer bust spot here. Um, obviously, walks a ton of guys, struggled with that for a while now. Strikeout stuff has been great so far this year, 31.6% K rate. Not an easy matchup going up against the Cardinals for a lefty, but I don't really care too much. I'm, I'm going to be using him in tournaments to just how much am I going to be using him based on how much salary I have because I know there's a chance I get negative five. I know there's a chance I get 30. Yep, I, you nailed it right there. I think you, you play Snell in tournaments and it's okay to stack the Cardinals in tournaments as well because um, Snell has shown just massive strikeout upside throughout his career. It's, it's clearly there, um, this year, like you said, over 30%. And the, the biggest thing for me on Snell, when I was looking, he got up to 104 pitches in his last outing against Milwaukee. He's a guy we're generally concerned about the leash with, but if they let him go 104 pitches in his second start of the season, um, you got to think he's, he's okay to go into that range again. So and if that's the case, like that 30% strikeout rate at 8,100, I'm, I'm very interested in that, even in a, a low strikeout matchup against the Cardinals. Yeah, and then Wainwright on the other side has just not been great this season. Um, he's been getting a little lucky. His ex-FIP is sitting two points above his ERA. Good hitting weather, like not the scariest Padres lineup, but still decent bats in there. I don't know if I can play Wainwright in this spot. Yeah, the strikeouts have come down, and he might finally be on the verge of showing his age, which we've been waiting years for that to happen. He's still not showing uh, his age because he's like, what, 43? <laughs> is he that old? I, I know he's 40, but I don't know if he's 43. Um, he is, no, he's exactly 40. Still pretty solid for being a 40-year-old. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he's getting good results, but this, it's the strikeouts that are down, um, and his price tag up at 8,700. There, there are better places to go on the slate for sure. Yeah, and Padres bats, I mean – Void at 2,600, pretty solid here. I mean, I prefer targeting lefties. Machado, don't hate it at 5,600. Cronenworth, Profar, Myers, all of them are fine, but it's Void that stands out at 2,600. It seems to be a little bit too cheap here. Yeah, I like that Void call. Um, I don't think I'll be stacking against Wainwright necessarily. Like He's had good control throughout his career um, and, and has maintained that this year. Um, so maybe a couple of one-offs Machado, obviously you can always play love your call on Voight. He's underpriced. Um, I could use Nola at the catcher spot for 3,100, but I, I don't love the stack necessarily, but I, I don't mind some power bats. Yeah. And then on the other side, same thing for me. Snell always I'm playing him and I'm probably stacking against him because when the guy gives up a lot of hard contact, especially going up against righties, walks a lot of guys, especially going up against righties. So 
the stack is super easy. Edmund, Goldschmidt, Arenado, then throw anyone else in there. But you you want those those heavy hitting righties in there. And like Goldschmidt and Arenado just grayed out as great tournament plays. Yeah, I, I like the stack as well. Um, if Snell just goes out there and and starts walking a bunch of people, maybe he gets he, he exits early and you get the very early part of that San Diego pen too. So um, like you don't even need Snell to get blown up necessarily. Just have a bad outing where he he runs his pitch count up there sky high in three innings. Um, and then you get the long reliever for San Diego. So I'm right there with you. Yepes at, at 3,600 is another one that really stands out. Um, yeah, I mean, Gorman lefty-lefty I don't love just because Snell is so so tough on lefties. That guy has been amazing, though, and he's still 2,400. So I, I wouldn't mind adding him to the stack and just hoping that you get that early Snell exit and then get a couple of bats for Gorman um, off the bullpen. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Gold, Goldschmidt and Arenado are the targets. Love Yepes as well. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have some good exposure to St. Louis. Yep, moving on to the next game. we got Milwaukee going up against the Cubs. No total in this game because – you never know what wind's going to be affecting it. We've got Lauer going up against Steele. Lauer is a guy that I'm probably going to have to wait on, uh, wait on weather and what Roth has to say. I mean, he's been so good so far this season outside of his last start. Price tag's a little bit of a sticker shock, but going up against Cubs, like decent strikeout matchup here. If the weather isn't going to be a factor, he's in play. I still prefer Gaussman, but if he's going to be low-owned, and the wind's sub 10 miles an hour, then I think you can play him. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested, even if it's only wind we're dealing with, like, I think there's some potential rain here too. So if, if there's rain, obviously we've got some issues. Um, but if we get the wind blowing out again, uh, we just saw Ashby go out and dominate this Cubs team for 12 strikeouts. Um, Lauer and Ashby are like have similar, similar profiles as um, – lefties um with good stuff so i think lauer can have a, a massive game here even if the wind is blowing out um but if the if there's rain that's threatening in the outing obviously that that's a problem but i, I would play some lauer even if we get some wind out uh, as long as the rain's staying away yeah and then on the other side steel sitting at 7.8 k he's been fine so far this year like has been great has been terrible strikeout rate sitting at 25 percent walks as always are an issue um, he can give you some upside going up against this lineup. Lefty's not terrible shape. I just don't think I'm going to get there, especially if there's wind blowing out, there's zero chance I'll play steel. If it isn't, then I still doubt I'll end up on him. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll get to steel either. Um, I do like the strikeout upside, but he's just, he's been so inconsistent and there's, I mean, on a big slate, I just don't think you need to, uh, try to get cute with it. Um, if it was a different slate, I might have some interest here. I don't mind the matchup. Uh, depending, uh, depending on the wind, he would be somebody I would completely avoid if there was some wind. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, we don't need to do it on this slate. So I'll stay away. Yeah. And then on the other side, I mean, if the wind's even decent, like 12 to 15 miles an hour, like Kutch, Taylor, Hira, Kane, like any ride you can get out of the ballpark because I mean, it's they're 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 all so cheap out of Urias and Yelich. Everyone's cheap. Like Taylor, three point one k is silly. And McCutcheon, who has some of the best numbers versus lefties in the league, thirty three hundred. I just don't understand those guys' price. I'm guessing if the wind's blowing out, they're going to be a chalk. Even if the wind's not blowing out, I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor and McCutcheon are chalk. 
Yeah, I mean, just the matchup against Steele alone with those prices is it is enough to um, warrant them some, them some ownership. So I agree with you. This is a, a really good spot for Milwaukee. Um, yeah, just I don't I don't I don't get the pricing either. Like Taylor and McCutcheon in particular are just way underpriced. Um, throw in some Urias. Uh, I don't even mind Yelich lefty lefty. I know he struggled uh, with his results, but like the underlying metrics are okay he's been hitting the ball pretty hard so and he's handled lefties fine throughout his career um fine with that but yeah like you said it's the cheap guys that i that i would be looking to first and then on the other side the cubs um lauer is just too good of a pitcher even with the wind blowing out i mean if you want to take a shot on Contreras, wisdom maybe morel because of his price tag that's fine maybe half because of his price tag but overall, I don't, I don't think I can play Cubs against Lauer. You're just basically hoping for one-off power, and Contreras is probably the best option for that, taking up a catcher spot for a guy with a ton of pop. Yeah, I, I don't think you need to go Cubs here either. Morrell would be the guy um, just because of the price tag, um, like what, I, what we've seen out of him so far with his power and speed. Contreras is obviously a catcher with some pop, but, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't stack against Lauer. Yep, yep. Moving on to the next game here, we got the – Rays going up against the Rangers. No total in this one. Yarbrough, Yarbrough going up against Perez. Start off, start off with the Yarbrough. I don't think I can pay 7.4K for him. I mean, the underlying numbers just haven't been good on him so far this season. Probably not going over 80 pitches. Texas is a good enough matchup. It's not great, but I just don't want to pay that price tag for him for a guy that I don't know how late he's going to go to the game. Yeah, short leash and low strikeouts, um, just not a not a recipe for tournament success for me. So I'll, I'll pass as well. And then Perez, I don't understand him. <laughs> Neither do I. No one. What does. is going on here? What is going on here? Yeah, he's just been ridiculous. But I, I'm not playing in this spot. Like I pretty much refuse to pay this price tag. But not only that, the Rays going up against they're they're a high strikeout team going up against uh, righties, but lefties they platoon out enough low strikeout bats where you're just not getting much upside. I mean, Perez can continue to just crush, but I don't think he will. The underlying numbers, he's saying a four ERA, which not bad, but not worth 8.9K. The strikeout rate is saying a 20%. I j- he's just getting so lucky, and I just can't. I, I can't. He hasn't allowed a single home run this season, which for a guy giving up 43% hard contact, even though he's not giving up a ton of fly balls, it's going to – He's going to have some regression coming his way, or he'll just continue to be the luckiest guy on earth. I don't know. <laughs> I've been saying there's regression coming for three or four starts now, and he just keeps putting up 20-plus DK points. Uh, but I'm with you. There's no chance I'm playing 8,900 for, for Martin Perez. I don't care who he's pitching against. Yeah, and then the bats, like the ones I want are all too expensive. Like Perez, again, not a bad pitcher, not 8.9K, but not a bad pitcher, getting a ton of ground balls, like – if I was going to go with anyone, it'd be Rosaria, Franco, Diaz, but they're all priced up enough where I just don't see the upside of these price tags. Yeah, I don't love the pricing either. And like Perez, even though like in the past he's given up plenty of home runs and hasn't given up any this year, um, I'd be willing to chase that. Um, but yeah, I don't love the pricing on Tampa either. Um, they did open the roof in Texas last uh, yesterday so if it's open again i think you can hunt for a home run here but i i don't love it um franco would be probably the the one guy that i might have a little bit of exposure to yeah i think more of my interest comes on the other side i mean yarborough 
giving up a decent amount of fly balls, not striking out too many guys. Just hasn't been great so far this season. So like Simeon, Seager, even in a lefty-lefty spot, Garver, Garcia. This is mostly contingent on if they end up opening the Dome. I have a ton of interest. If the Dome's closed, then middling yeah, to low interest. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. If, if it's open again, uh, I would play some of these Texas backs. I, I, I might play a little Garver, Simeon, Garcia mini stack, even if it's closed. But if it's open, I'll, I'll be full stacking some Texas here. All right, moving on to the next game here. We got Miami going up against Colorado. Going to be a chilly day. Is it going to be cold here? Looking like it's going to be 52 degrees. I'm checking my weather app. Yeah, it's not going to be the greatest day tomorrow or Wednesday. Great. Good thing I'm golfing. Um, Cabrera going up against Herman Marquez. Start off with Cabrera. Like this kid's a decent prospect. Haven't seen him so far this season, but he's playing in course. He's super cheap. He has some strikeout upside, but overall hasn't really been great and has struggled with walks. I don't think I can play him in course. Um, the weather, I do like that it's cold for him, but. Still, the guy walks too many guys, gives up too much hard contact. I don't think he's in play. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like that strikeout rate in the minors, and he is a really good prospect. But the the walks in Coors, that probably not going to work out too well. Uh, don't like his chances to go very deep because because of those walks um, and just the BABIP that goes along with being in, in Coors Field. So. Agree. I, I wanted to have some interest here, um, but don't think I'll get there. And then on the other side, Marquez really hasn't been great this year. Like the strikeout stuff has not been there sitting at 18.1%. Ground balls have been there like always, but it's in course. I've, I'm staying away. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the pivot from Kirby. If you, if you want to get crazy in a large field tournament, I, like if Marquez had been better this year, I think he would be picking up some ownership in this spot against Miami. Um, like you mentioned, it's not the not the greatest weather for hitting in cores that we've seen. The price tag is is attractive. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one. Like I I have some interest, but Marquez's uh, recent form just hasn't been good enough to where I can feel confident about it. So it'd be super large field, and it's if Kirby is is below twenty percent, I'm definitely not going to mess with it. Uh, but if Kirby is picking up quite a bit of ownership and he's the pivot in the low range, maybe I end up with a little bit. Yeah. And then Miami bats like Garcia is 3.3 K Jesus Sanchez is 3.4. Brian Anderson, 3.8 Aguiar 4.4 Cooper, 3.7 jazz and Solaire are priced up, but I mean, they just mash the ball. Like they, these guys are clearly too cheap for Coors outside of Solaire and jazz. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I I have some respect for Marquez as a pitcher, and he's had some good outings in cores before. But like Sanchez, Garcia, Cooper, like the guys in the three Ks are so cheap that you're just gonna have to play some of them. Jazz would be my my favorite hitter out of anybody, uh, but he is one of the ones that's priced up. So I'm not in love with the Miami stack, honestly, despite being in cores and and being cheap. Um, so I'll have to see where the ownership comes out on them because if if they're going to be super chalk on this slate, I think there are plenty of other places to go. Yeah, that's fair. And then on the other side, Hernandez, like like we said, or not Hernandez, Cabrera. Like we said, he's got decent strikeout stuff, but that's kind of all he has. He gets super wild. He can end up getting into trouble. 
like Grichik at 4K, too cheap. Rogers at 4.3K, probably a little bit too cheap. Connor Joe at 4.6K, definitely too cheap. Blackman's fine. Crone's playing fantastic. The man's playing fantastic. Um, all those guys, I'll, I'll, it's it's Coors. It's Coors going up against a guy that gives up hard contact and can get very wild making his first start of the year. Yeah, I mean, again, I just I'm not in love with this Coors game, but because it's Coors, I'll have some exposure to Colorado here. Um, Cabrera can get wild, and then you get into the front of any bullpen, and it and it gets dicey in a hurry. So for that reason, I'll I'll have the exposure, but I'm not I'm not in love with it. Crone um, and McMahon are, are priced pretty much appropriately, but th- those would be my first two looks for sure. Yeah, outside yeah. of Gr- Grichik too, like. He is a little bit yeah, underpriced for his power cheap. profile. He's, yep. he's, yeah, he's, he's way too cheap in here. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got Houston going up against the A's. Seven total here. Javier going up against Montas. Two pretty solid pictures. Javier striking out a ton of guys so far this season, coming off two very good games. Nine strikeouts in each. Going up against the A's, who are just awful, just terrible. Tons of strikeouts here. Javier is right behind Gaussman, I think, for me. Yeah, just massive upside in this spot. He's definitely one of the guys I was hinting at earlier on. Um, yeah, he's been over 30%, gets a, a matchup with against Oakland, which is one of the best in baseball. Um, price tag for him seems a little bit high at 9,600, but when you look at the strikeouts and everything that comes with him, uh, what he's done recently, uh, I think he, he might even be underpriced for this matchup. Yeah, and then Montas on the other side. It's not an easy matchup going up against Houston, but he's been good. He's been paying off his price tag recently, playing in a good ballpark at home. Um, Oakland, it's going to be 65 degrees. Great pitcher's ballpark. Montas sitting around 30% K rate. I mean, you got the top of the lineup that doesn't strike out a ton and the bottom of the lineup that strikes out a lot. So I think he's in play. I might end up staying away just because you have Javier and Gaussman right above him. But he's, if he's going to come in just no ownership, then – Go ahead and roll with them. Yeah, it, it's the similar conversation to what we had with Giolito. Like, it's going to depend on ownership here. Um, I like like the upside for Gaussman and Javier a little bit better um, just because Houston has a lot of low strikeout bats in, in the lineup. Um, but if Montas is coming in low owned because everybody wants to play Gaussman and Javier, I'm perfectly fine pivoting over to Montas. Um, he's been really good. Uh yeah, not not much else to add. Like the price tag is fine. He he has paid that off several times here in, in recent starts. Um, so not an ideal matchup against Houston, but being in his home park in Oakland, definitely in play. Yeah, and then Houston bats playing against Monta. Don't like the matchup. Don't like the price tags. Don't like the ballpark. Like Alvarez, you can, I'm never going to argue with playing. Like he's been good, but that's that's kind of it. Yeah, same same for me. Like Montas is a good pitcher. Um, I I'd be hunting a home run here, but it's a, a terrible ball, ballpark for home runs. So don't ha- don't see myself having much, much exposure. Alvarez is is the one guy who might find his way into some lineups. Yeah, and then on the other side, the A's they're hot garbage. Javier has been good. I'm not I, I I'm not playing the A's at home probably the rest of the season. Um, on the road, it's another thing just because they're cheap, but they've been just so bad. And Javier has been pretty solid. Yep, agree. Staying away, uh, no interest in Oakland for me. All right, moving on to the next game. We got Atlanta going up against Arizona. Castellanos going up against more nine total here. 
Braves, decent favorite, saying over a five implied team total here because Castellanos isn't great. Start off with Morton here. Been pretty shaky so far this season. Had a few decent outings and then right back to struggling again. 9.2K, decent matchup going up against Arizona. I still don't think that I can go with him. Yeah, not 9,200 is just too high of a price for what he's done this year. Strikeout rate has been below or around 20%. It's slightly a, a, above 20%. Um, he looked like he was starting to figure some things out, but then his last two, he hasn't been good again. So the velocity has been down. His curveball is what's really been giving him, him trouble this year to the point where he's not throwing it as much as he was last year. He's been relying on his changeup a little bit more. Um, and I mean that the curveball has been his big strikeout pitch. It's why he's racked up strikeouts throughout his career. So there's just not enough upside here at 9,200, uh, especially when you've got all the other guys, just a, a couple hundred dollars more than him, Gaussman, um, Javier and, and Montas all right there in that same range who have far more upside for me. Yeah. And then Braves on the other side, going up against Castellanos. I'm not playing Castellanos 15% K rate guy going up against a tough lineup, just full on out. Yep, agree. The, the Braves have had the highest strikeout rate in, in the majors this year, but uh, Cassiano still isn't going to strike any of them out. So um, I like the Braves. Yeah, yeah, Braves. I mean, Matt Olson sitting at 4,700. Acuna is Acuna. Ozuna, Riley, Swanson, like, they are no. The main guys are all very solid plays. They're not cheap, but we have the pitching that can make it work on the slate. Yeah, definitely. The Braves are, are one of the top stacks on the slate. Um, tons of upside here. Love Olsen at 4,700. Acuna, always in play. Um, Albies, Riley. Riley's been really hot here, here recently, so I, I think he's a bit underpriced at 4,700. Um, agree with you. Braves are one of the top stacks on the slate. And then the Diamondbacks, is the dome open? I'm going to check. Um, is Chase, is the roof open at Chase Field today? My constant Google search every few days. Um, it, it is going Monday to be sure. open. Yeah. So I kind of like the Diamondbacks as a potentially very sneaky stack. I mean, Varsho has been hitting the ball great. Rojas has been hitting the ball great. Marte struggled, but he's still a good back. Walker has been hitting the ball, ballpark. Peralta has been better. Pavin Smith and Morton's just been awful versus lefties. Just absolutely terrible so far this season. So I kind of kind of think that the Diamondbacks are my sneaky stack of the day. I like it. Um, now, I wasn't super on them, um, but you, you're making some good points there. If, if that roof is open in Arizona, it's going to be some of the best hitting weather. Uh, Morton has struggled immensely this year. So, I, yeah, I can be talked into some of it. Uh, Varsho in particular, I, I really like. Uh, Rojas is at 4,200, I like as well. Uh, and then th depending on what they do with their outfield, they're, they're really cheap too. Like um, the rookie Alec Thomas has been getting some starts, Paven Smith. So like all those guys are in the three K range. So whatever cheap left-handed outfielder is, is in there. Um, you add those to the, uh, the other guys up top. And I, I, I don't mind this Diamondback sack. Uh, we're in agreement there. Moving on to the last game of the night. We got Pittsburgh going up against the Dodgers. No total in this game. For some reason, looks like it'll be Keller versus Urias. Um, we'll start off with Keller struggle this year so far, and he's going up against the Dodgers. No interest. Yep. No interest for me either. Um, like you gotta be really good for me to want to play against you, uh, play you against the Dodgers. Keller is, is not really good. So no, thanks. 
Yeah, and then other side, Urias sitting at 9,100. Hasn't been great so far this season. Putting up a few decent outings recently. And I mean, his XFIP's a bit above his uh, above his ERA, but you're not getting huge strikeouts. It's just been kind of coming out of matchups cleanly. Um, not going to get over 90 pitches, 9.1K. I think I'd rather take a shot on pretty much everyone above Montas, Javier, Gaussman, Lauer, and Giolito. Yeah, it's like he doesn't have a long leash, and the strikeouts have been way down this season, um, mostly because of a, a velocity dip. So I just I don't think that there's the upside here at, at 9100, even against this Pittsburgh team who I don't they're not good at all. Um, but I j- I'm just concerned about your ice's velocity, uh, and just he's not going to go deep into the game. So it, it, on a different slate, I could be talked into some, but with with the other upside guys, just a couple hundred more, uh, I probably won't won't land here yeah then pirates bats just they're not great i mean chavis reynolds hayes like you can try and target power but your eyes doesn't give up a ton of power like the righties are fine but i'm not in love with any of them yeah i i don't love any of them either maybe maybe reynolds as a, a one-off um but yeah i i won't be stacking them yeah and then on the other side Dodgers going up against a not great pitcher so far this year. It's striking out a ton of guys. Getting some decent ground balls, Keller is. But Freeman, Turner, Will Smith, Rios, Betts, Turner, Bellinger. Like, I'm, I'm going to play everyone in the Dodgers lineup. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the best stacks um, right up there at the top for me as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're expensive. We'll find a way, like, that's where Kirby comes into play. Some of those other cheap secondary stacks that, that we talked about. Um, find a way to fit in the Dodgers. They're, they're really good. All right, let's play the morning grind game and get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? This one's pretty easy. We, I think we agree here. It's, it's George Kirby. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I don't really like anyone else. Yeah, this is a little bit tough here. I'm, I guess I'm going to go with Thor, even though the strikeouts haven't been there. I guess he's the best option. Uh, over 8K to get under 15 points. Who's your high price bus today? I'm going to go Martin Perez, and I'll probably be wrong again. But, I mean, the, there has to be regression coming at some point. <laughs> yeah, and the strikeouts are not going to be there in that matchup. I'm going Charlie Morton. I think the Diamondbacks crush him today. Um, high price bat to get a home run. Not in Coors. Uh, not in Coors. I'm going to go Byron Buxton against the, the young lefty. Darn, you still my guy. I'm going to go uh, Nolan Arenado. Uh, under 4K to get two or more hits. Um, give me Winker at 3,800 against Bowman. I like it. I'm going David Peralta. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta here. Castellanos just isn't going to strike any of them out. That's what they've been struggling with so far this year. So I think Atlanta has a big breakout game. All right, I'm going on the other side of that. I'm going with the Diamondbacks. And then not a ton of bets out here earlier. I know you do a lot of player props too. Um, one thing I will tell you to look into is uh, look at stolen base numbers going up against Thor, as I do every single time. There, there could be some stolen base there as Thor just lets everyone run who gets on base. Yep, good call. Um, I, I've seen you put those out every time you start, and I'm like, who, who are you going to find today? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a it. fun one. It's been 
haven't had a ton of hits, but I mean, when you get like, I got like a plus 1100 Kiermaier going up against them. And that pretty much paid for the losses I had in the other matchups, but yeah, he's given up a ton of stolen bases. Keith, it's been fun. And guys, again, Stevie will be back tomorrow. We're out of here. See you, kids.